Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, beautiful humans. Welcome to episode 15 of Gravitation. Now, this episode is actually my longest ever recorded episode. And the reason for that is the lady I'm speaking to today is my best fucking friend in the whole fucking world. You might have met her before. But you probably haven't because she is notoriously running this shit from behind the scenes. She likes it back there and she's going to tell you exactly why. She is my business partner. She is the other side of my brain. She is Crimson Russ Martin. This babe is my life. She keeps me fucking afloat and I keep her afloat. We like drinking wine together and taking over the world. Those are uh, just a few of our hobbies. So I don't really need to say much else in this intro because the episode is so inclusive of everything. We talk about fucking everything and listening to it back to put all the little cards up on this um, episode on Acast has filled me with girl fucking power. I tell you, if you're feeling even a little bit down, you will be grinning, grinning through this episode. And as I just said, there are lots of little cards. So if you're listening on Acast, make sure you click through, figure out what we're chatting about, get some more info. Knowledge is power. Of course. Now, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you wouldn't mind leaving me a lovely little five-star rating and a little review, all that does is help other people discover Crovisation. So it's going to help me out and hopefully going to help out some other chickas and just generally everyone, everyone that wants to listen. So help get the word, help get it out, help spread it around, help make the world a happier, happier, lovelier place. So much love for my girls after this episode. We speak about a couple of them who have been on my podcast before, some of them who are part of the Disgrace team, just some of them who generally make our lives amazing. So make sure you tell your girl gang that you love them. It's so important. Such an important thing to have. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, that's enough of me waffling here. Uh, of course, if you want to find me online, you can find me at Cats and Crows. K-A-T-S-A-N-D-C-R-O-W-S. You can find my new YouTube account. I think YouTube slash C slash Rebecca Crow UK, I think. Something like that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Let's get the show on the road. Beautiful humans, please welcome to episode 15 of Crevastation, my best friend, Crimson Russ Martin. When I was growing up, all my role models were male. 
I didn't see anyone I could relate to in the press, online, anywhere. Now, I'm surrounded with the most phenomenal women. They've each endured unique hardships and survived. More than survived, they thrive. But still, women are not equal in the world, not represented in the media, not treated equally online, and still subjected to sexism in everyday life. Alternative women especially are more a hashtag than they are real humans. I want to change that. I want you to see the women I see. I want you to hear them. This is Clovisation. Hi, beautiful humans. Welcome to Clovisation. Now, my episode today is one that I've been planning for a really, really, really fucking long time. It's something that's really, really dear to my heart of course, because this lady is my business partner, she's my best friend, she's literally the other side of my brain, when I'm away from her, I just kind of crumble into a sloppy mess on the floor, (laughs) also when I'm with her, because we're usually drunk, (laughs) please welcome my business partner, Crimson Rust Martin. Hi Becca, I'm on your podcast. You are on my podcast. We did a thing, finally. (laughs) I've been telling Crimson to get on my podcast for a really, really fucking long time. Um, and she's very insistent that she's a background person. Yeah, that, that, uh, that's what I'm scared about because I am such a background person that you guys all put yourself out there all the time, which I think is amazing. But to, for me to do it as a background person is terrifying. I'm like, who's going to want to listen to what I've got to say? Because uh, <laughs> everyone wants to listen to you. But I feel all right. You've given me a very large glass of wine. I so have. So I'm going to be fine. I've collided with wine and uh, Chinese food and something else I gave her. Better chicken balls the other day, so she owes me. Yeah, that's really. why. Um, you may hear a little cameo in the background. We have Miss Peters, who was on my previous episode, two episodes Stop ago. Yo. So if you hear a sniggering in the background, I'm just gonna be eating toast. She's eating toast, crunching away in the background. So rock and roll. The most rock and roll. We honestly are the most rock and roll household. Crazy. Crazy. Talking of rock and roll, Crimson. Let's go into something. Let's start right the way back at the beginning. How we met. Well, we did we did it on your podcast before for your podcast party, didn't we? We did. And I came down and I was like, I've got a question for you. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we met we met in a very strange way. I think that people think that we've known each other for like ever. It feels like it. Um, to be yeah, honest, it with you. Does, it really feels it like it. it. Um, but we met in like a work way. Yep. Um, and it was we, through it was through our club night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Through, it, it was, was through necessity. Through yeah, it was. It was definitely a working relationship at the start that turned into. Um, this crazy relationship that we were not expecting. Hello. And we had, we were um, gonna do, so Suicide Girls, the Black Heart Burlesque, they yeah. came over and they wanted to do a club night in it's the UK. It's a few years ago now, wasn't it? This is it's a, like 2015. Yeah, I think it's like three years ago. Yeah. And at the time, the manager of the venue was a manager that I worked with at festivals. I'd known him for a really long time. Oh, he's the best. G-dog. And he said, hey, there's this group of like Suicide Girls, do you know them? And I was like, I know them, I used to read Front Magazine, I know who these people are. And he was like, do you want to run the club night from the venue side? And I was like, yeah, cool. So we did the first one and I met you there. Um, yeah, I was only performing the first one. I yeah. wasn't running at all. I was just like, yeah, I'll come down and show my tips on stage. Yeah, I think I like, because we got on really well, I remember like writing my number on like a scrappy piece of paper. I was like, was. take it, take it. And I was like, oh, she'll never ring me. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> and then, um, after that, I was like, I really need, because they were doing it from the US, and I was like, mm. I really need a UK representative from Suicide Girls who 
is here in London with me and then at the time I think I was working like three jobs I was working in like a bar and a cool centre I'd only that's just London, London though isn't it you know you move to London you have like a million jobs you're like, I was I need in money. that stage I was like okay I have three jobs and I've not slept for like four months and uh, I was like <laughs> in a cool centre and I went out on my break and I got a phone call from you and you're like hi it's Rebecca and I was like oh hello oh how the fuck did you get my number and I remember giving it to you on a piece of paper and uh, you were like, I think we should go for a business meet and I'm going to be your UK representative. I was like, cool, I know who this girl is, let's go meet up. So, Tuesday afternoon, on a nice, nice, calm Tuesday. It was, wasn't it? It was like a midweek, very normal. We met at like midday. Mid Like lunchtime. Yeah, I, I thought that was a sensible idea, but it wasn't. It was just not a great idea. <laughs> Because then we ended up, I think... I we think we just went for a beer to start with, didn't we? We were like, let's have yeah. a drink. Like yeah, a lunchtime drink. we went to drink. the Black Heart. Our friend Julia's oh, Black, Black Heart. We went there in Camden. And like, by the time, I think it was in about 20 minutes, I was like, do you drink tequila? And you were like... <laughs> yes, I do. Hell yes, I drink tequila. <laughs> and we ended up spending about 10 hours just on like a drinking mission. We did. And I was like... I think we went to every bar in Camden. I just... It was horrendous. Like, <laughs> I don't even remember what happened that day. I have no recollection apart from that first little bit and I'm like, I have no idea where we ended up. I have no fucking idea. I remember the next day I was like, oh my God, I'm so unprofessional. She's <laughs> going to think that I'm just a massive rackhead and just wants to get drunk all the time. And then <laughs> you were like, yeah, I thought the same. It was, it was me. Yeah, you are like, oh, okay, that's Thank God same. I found my kindred spirit. And then we were like, okay, maybe we should try and like do a night like let's try and do it and um it's really hard a lot of the club nights that we knew it could be very male dominated mm. and there's nothing wrong with that some of them are brilliant it's um, just the way it's always been it's, it's the same with a lot like of that. industries yeah, yeah absolutely and then we were like well let's try and do it and bring as many women as we can in to help us because you're a woman i'm a woman let's celebrate women and we just brought all these crazy women in mm. and then we just ended up getting them from like everywhere Everywhere. And it was like, okay, we have all these crazy women and now we're doing this night. And we were still just drinking buddies at this point. In it. Like it wasn't even like a job for a long time, was no, it? No. It was just like, okay, we're sort of doing this thing and let's see how it goes. And then I was working for another club night at the time as well, one of my other many jobs. And uh, I remember getting a phone call from you on like a Saturday night at like one o'clock. So this is like peak, peak busy time. Yeah. It was so busy. And I get a phone call and I was like, oh God, what's happened? And you're like, Crimson? I need somewhere to go right now. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, you had, you had some shit go down. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I just ended a relationship. Yeah. And I was Quite like, broccoli. Uh, okay, well, you can come here. So you came to the club night, and I just sat you at the back. And I remember thinking, I haven't got any alcohol. And like, there was a bottle of Lambrini, and I gave it to you. <laughs> and I was like, give me three hours to finish work, and then come back to mine. Then you just moved into my house for a bit, and then you just didn't leave for like two years. I didn't years. leave. You were like, do you want to stay in my spare room? I sort yourself out. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I do. I definitely can't afford the rent, though. Yeah, oh, it was horrendous. It was expensive. That was horrendous. I don't even know how we managed to live there for so long, apart from just eating For beans. like two years. It we did a awful. good thing. It was awful. It was good, though. It was like the founding of our friendship. I don't think if we'd lived together, we would have been the same, or even no. been able to execute our club night in the same way. But it was crazy, because we weren't even particularly friends then. We were just like drinking buddies that we were trying out this night. I'd only known you for like two months. Yeah. But I was like, this girl clearly just needs, needs help. Needs a bit of a friendly face for a minute. And we had the spare room, and I was like, Yeah, exactly. And we moved in, and it was great. That's what happened. Yeah. It's oh. funny you say that, because when I first moved to London, oh, I had like girlfriends back in my hometown reading where I was from mm. but I moved to London and I knew lots of people I knew lots of girls but I didn't really have any like strong girl gang friends I think it's really hard in London because it's just so overwhelming and there's so much going on yeah and you can meet so many people but everybody's got so much going on to then reconnect with those people and grow genuine friendships can take a really long time they can feel really ungenuine as well like it just feels like 
oh, these people are only here because they want this or they want me to go and do that for them. And when you make actual friends in London, I think it can be really, really tough and it can be bloody lonely. Like, it's absolutely terrifying when you first move there. It can be, can't I it? I think everybody's been in that situation. I think we've had a couple London. of our girls we brought into our team, we like, they were, they just moved to London and we like mm. brought them in because we knew how important it was to have like, like a we know how girl you feel. gang in your life. I'm like, girl gangs are fucking so important, right? They are literally, like, I actually think if we didn't have disgrace, I think both me and you would have just died at some point. Because <laughs> neither of our lives were going in a great direction. No. We worked very hard, but it was, we were at the point of exhaustion. And then when we found all these, like, amazing girls that just, like, came into our lives, it was, everyone gave each other energy, everyone gave each other support, and, God, we didn't always get it. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Right, but we had so much fun. Yeah. We had so much fun, and I think that supportiveness of the girl gang around us, I don't know if we would have been able to stay in London as long as we did, or, or to let, you know, disgrace grow to what it became without the girl gangs, because I think as well, a lot of people think it's just me and you. you know? Yeah, disgrace, they oh, do. It's good, Rebecca, and it's not, it's the whole team, it's the DJs, it's the flyers, it's the door girls, it's the go-go dancers, it's the performers, it's the photographers, everybody has such a vital role to play. And I'd never wanted it to just be me and you, because although I love you, <laughs> let's be honest, we spend a lot of time together. We do drive each other up the wall, though, don't we? Yeah. I think that's the basis of a good friendship, though. I think so, right? Well. And everyone's like, oh, like, you get on so well. And I'm like, she drives me fucking nuts, <laughs> honestly. And I do the same for you. Like, Completely. It's, it's vice versa, but we have all these extra people that come in, and it's just like new energy every time. It and is. I think that that's such an important part of having a good girl gang around you, because... It's evolving. Exactly. And everybody has different stories to tell. Everyone comes from different backgrounds. Everyone's different ages. Everyone's had different experiences. Yeah. So it's like, oh, actually, let's all lift each other up and do it together. Yeah. And we could have done that on our own, but I don't think we would have been as successful as we are without everybody else's help you know I yeah. think that's what's really made disgrace and positive and they're our girls isn't it? it is. they literally are our girls they're our family and that's that's kind of where this podcast literally came from wasn't it because I don't think unless we'd have started disgrace I would have even thought to have started this podcast like I knew cool girls I was part of Suicide Guys for a long yeah. long time but without having you to bounce my ideas off I wouldn't have oh, been like God, do you know what that is one of the most helpful things I think as well when you're young you think 
you talk yourself out things you think I really want to do this but oh god I'm going to embarrass myself I'm not really good at it and when you have someone else going do you know what just do it and I'll have your back even if it's just that one person that can go like make you go oh do you know what I am going to try it I am yeah. going to put myself out there but if you don't have those people to bounce off against it's so hard to put yourself out there and no matter what you do whether you're a backhand person or a front person like you yeah I think that's something that's really reflected across like all my episodes I don't, you've listened to most of my episodes, haven't you? Yeah. Right, I've got to listen to the last one. <gasps> but I always try and listen to it when you're not in the house because I think it's really weird to listen to your voice <laughs> when you're in the house. I'm like, you're, I can hear you speaking in the background and then on the podcast I'm like, no, I've got to wait until she's not it's here. Like it's like the Chewy Show, it's very weird. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> What's your favourite episode then? I really loved, obviously, B Dux's one because oh, I can yeah. see her right now. Represent. And she's holding her hand up and looked at me very evilly right there. <laughs> no, I love B's one. I think it was really important to speak about something like mental health and make it, you know, it, it's very hard to speak about that sort of thing without making it very negative because it is such a negative. It can. Subject. Most people's experience with mental health, if they've experienced neg- bad mental health, is because yeah. it is negative. Yeah. You know, people don't talk about it when it's going well, yeah. which is and sad. I, but I felt it was really positive. I felt, you know, even for me, I, I could relate to a lot of the stuff in there. I think most people can, whether they've suffered with mental health or not, it was a very relatable episode. Yeah. Um, obviously, I loved Flicks. Um, mm. I find it very hard to call a flick. So that's, that's, that's yeah, like we don't name. call it. Well, everyone's um, got different everyone's names. Everyone's got two names, but I call everyone by their real name. <laughs> so I get a bit confused. Um, but yeah, no, I love that one because I think for someone like Flick to have come from the background and experiences that she's come from and to have made the decisions that she has with such, you know, she, she's not pretending to be anyone else, but she is. Yeah. And she hasn't cared, cared where she's come from or who she might offend. She's gone, this is what I want to do. And yeah. I think that's so inspirational to her community and just to everyone in general as well, not even just her community. I think it's brilliant. Um, I love Bambi Belize one because I absolutely adore Bambi. She's obviously. a queen. I found that so funny because I could just imagine you two sat there with wine like we are now. Very similar um, to what we're doing now. And, and Bambi's <laughs> such an interesting character. She has the best stories. I love getting stuck with Bambi. I and know. like an after party or backstage somewhere, I'll be like, yep, let's talk. Um, and obviously Lindsay's one, Lindsay Bell, being a mum. That was a very early one, wasn't it? I yeah. love speaking to her, although I feel like perhaps my skills as a podcaster weren't as developed, so I'd love to have her back on. Because yeah. she's actually going through a really interesting journey right now. She's doing oh something. I want to bring her back on to talk about her new she life choice. Is, I'll leave it down to her to explain, yeah, uh, to tell her about that. Yeah. She's absolutely killing it. And I think, you know, Fox's um, one was amazing. I mean, I love them all. The, the, obviously, the ones of the people that I know are the ones where I'm like, yeah. oh, that's my girl. I want to listen to that. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's it's really great that you've had as well such a wide range of people yeah. on the podcast because it would be very easy for you just to be like I'm going to get models or performance because that's what people think you do even though that's not really what you do mm-hmm. um, I do a lot more than that yeah you do a lot more than, <laughs> a lot more than that um, I think that's what put people probably expect from the podcast but I don't think it's it's turned into that at all no. same with disgrace what people thought it was going to be and what it's turned into it's completely different that's very true I don't think even we quite knew what it was going to turn into do we it's turned into something bigger it's not even just a club night anymore no, I think that was that was the initial yeah. thing. Because I worked in club nights anyway, and I worked in venues. Well, I think we've all worked in nightlife, haven't we? That's yeah. something that we really connected with. Yeah, we've all had those experiences of, of cleaning up sick at oh, you know, I had a glass or, once full of sick. Someone had perfectly puked in a glass that was still oh warm. Oh, <laughs> We've all had those experiences. But, um, yeah, I think it, that's initially why it's like. But now it's sort of turned into this thing with us going to different places and providing different, like... I want to say services, but that sounds really bad. I guess it is services. Services. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We just got dirty minds. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I can't really say that. But like, we provide so much different stuff now that it kind of has grown into something a little bit more. And obviously, the social media has just got a bit out of control compared to other club nights. 
Um, I just see these ducks waving in the background. I'm like, what do you want? There was a fly. I'm sorry. Uh, she just wants to be involved in everything. She just wants to be involved. Oh, she does all the time. Fly. I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, I think I think um, yeah, it w- it was always supposed to just be a club night. The thing is, as well, you know, we all know the rock industry is a bloody hard industry like it's, it's so a really hard. hard industry right now and it's not in its best shape right now there's been a lot of it's scandals yeah, and a lot of people have exactly. not found there and the new yeah. sort of like the new 18 19 year olds that are coming through and coming into our world they're not there like they were say within like the indie generation or you know even the new metal generation Completely. so you're not getting those new people coming up and we were really aware of this and we were like what can we do to kind of keep what we have going but expand and i think if you don't want to expand, then you're yeah, you've got to evolve. Mentally. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't just do one thing now. No, I mean, look at you as an individual, and look at us as a sort of events shows a parties, company, like yeah, a whole company. Because we have we have a we have our little company. We are we're actually a management company because yeah. we run a club night, but we also are starting to do other shit. Yeah, we're doing sick. a lot of other stuff now, which is getting really exciting. Yeah, and we're we can announce really it now, can't we? We can say we're doing download. We can say we're doing download, which I am so excited about obviously we did last year um we were so chuffed to have got it and we opened on the wednesday night we i loved it we kind of just slayed it we I slayed it i don't sound big-headed but we did a really good job <laughs> queen you're not being big-headed if you can back it up yeah what was it? you exactly. wrote something down earlier yeah, we were having a chat earlier shout about what you're proud about shout about what you're proud about That's cringe it. and russ Martin, 2018 <laughs> I'll put that as the link in, in my, uh, what's it, in the little bio bit. Please put it in your bio. In <laughs> I love that, because people always think, I think girls are brought up to not be, like, because when somebody's, like, they try and, like, assert their authority or they try and say something, they're bossy or they're boastful. Oh, but to a man, they're just assertive. Exactly, and I've had that so much in I my I bet industry. you get that, because you're, you're, you're a tall lady. How tall are you? I'm, like, 5'10". So you're quite tall, so yeah. people immediately assume you're, like, a I've bossy had person. so many times where I've gone up to people and I've spoke to them in a really normal manner and they've been like, oh my God, she's so bossy. And I'm like, no, I'm just like telling you what's happening. I, I'm, I know but what's it, going on. So. As a woman, when you have certain people that you're dealing with, they do respond to you like that. It is changing. I've noticed, especially in the last two years, it's changed mm. when we've worked with, you know, Amira, the venue that we work with now. Oh, the respect dream. that they have for us and the respect that we have for them is amazing. And we've worked with people before that haven't got that and yeah. they just think, oh, it's just some girls and... You know, they all get their tits out, and that's just like the background girl. You think that's not what we are. You're not getting it, and we have respect for you. So even if you don't understand what we're trying to do, just respect each other, exactly. and then you can grow it together. And yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. understand. You know no, what I mean. I know what you mean. I don't know if it's going to be a podcast, <laughs> but you know what I mean. No, it's, it's interesting you say that. Like um, girls that get their tits out, and then you're the behind the scenes person. Yeah, that's what people think. People do it's think bizarre. that, and I think that's important to have because obviously. We've had totally different experiences um, in our lives, like yeah. coming up, like I've come up through the modeling industry as a feminist, you've come up through the behind the scenes as a feminist. We've grown into a very similar position, but through totally two different paths. Yeah, the, ro- the roads to where we are now, um, there are similarities, obviously, yeah. you know, like we were saying with like the bar thing and stuff, we've all yeah. had those experiences. But I've, I've come into what we have as disgrace, I think completely different to what everyone else is. Everybody else has a background in whether it's modeling or performing or a high social media or DJing or whatever it is. They do put themselves out there. Everybody does in that way. Whereas I'm the person in the background that deals with all the problems. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm the one that's like, okay, something goes wrong. something's gone wrong. Where's Crimson? And I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> let's sort it out. But I've come, it, it was very hard for me at the start because 
I sort of, you know, I was learning to understand what you guys did. Mm. And although I thought I was really aware, I had no fucking idea. And now, now I know you all, I'm like, oh, okay, I get where you're coming from. I get, yeah. like, why you say the things you say and why you feel the things you feel. And it's just about that understanding of people that might not come from a similar background to you. You can still mm. kind of relate to them, which I yeah. think a lot of people don't do when we come into something, you know, as an entity now. We Completely. come into something different. They don't always understand it. It's like, just just take a bit of time. Talk to us. Take to us and listen, yeah. yeah. I, obviously, I live in a, a beautiful bubble that I put myself in where everybody gets their tits out and everyone's proud of that fact and that empowers all of us. Yeah. Whereas I'm, I'm, I think I'm a bit ignorant even, I'll admit, to the fact that that doesn't empower everyone. No, and we've had conversations before. In fact, we've had arguments before where you said we should do this because it's really empowering. And I say, I agree. I agree that it's empowering to get your tits out. I'm, you know, it I wouldn't is. be doing yeah. what I'm doing now. Empower- empowerment is um, relative, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. But there's been those times in the past where even though we know it's empowering, we've had to say, okay. Business. But in our business, is that going to damage us? And that's a really hard conversation to have when your business and your morals conflict a little yeah. bit. And I don't think anybody else, apart from like our industry, gets that. Mm-hmm. Think, for me, I'm like, get your tits out, do this. This is empowering to mm. all women. Like, this is brilliant. But other people go, oh, yeah, they don't take it seriously. And I'm like, how, how do you find that balance? It's so hard, but we're finding it. Yeah. We're getting there. We're a good couple of years in now. I think we've got a good balance, finally, of knowing when to show those things and empower it and when to just hold back and say, I'm going to use this at the, when the time is right. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think that was really important, especially because obviously we started off as a club night where we were only kind of like running it. We weren't in control yeah. of it. And now we're in control of it. And yeah. we have to be super aware of that. Yeah, and that transition, that, that transition wasn't easy. No, it was not easy at all. I remember we were just like, oh my God. It was a lot of work, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> this is just a nightmare. <laughs> we should just go and get nine to fives and just get some <laughs> But instead we're like, let's put everything yeah. that we have, every minute of every day, every penny that we have into something that we have no idea. How Running our own business is hard, right? It's super hard. And quite honestly, again, shout about what you're not, what is it? Shout what about what you're proud about. Shout about what you're proud about. Come on, girl. I feel like no one's really done what we're trying to do. So it's really hard because you know, like, if you start another business, there's other businesses to compare yourself to. You have those case studies. You kind of don't have a case study. No. So we're kind of just like, let's risk it. And it was a massive risk. Hugely. It's huge. I didn't, I didn't know it was going to pay off. But no. It we, was hard, wasn't it? It was scary. Because, well, okay, so for, the, for everyone that doesn't know the story, we used to, um, we managed, we didn't run, we managed yeah. uh, Boring Blitz. It was at another venue. It was the original Suicide Girls Club Night. Um, and then we came to a fork in the road and we took the decision to take the entire thing upon ourselves, yeah. financially back it ourselves, bankroll it ourselves, manage it all, invest everything that we earn back into it. Yeah. And that was a crazy story. It was it was really hard. And I remember we sat in, in the kitchen in our old house, because we lived together. We lived together we for a long time lived now. together. <laughs> um, and we sat in there and I remember we had a cup of tea and we were like, are we going to do this? Are we actually going to fully do this? And we were like, okay, let's just go. And we kind of it was a lot of thinking about but we made the decision very quickly because we were like if we're going to do this let's just go and if yeah. it fails it fails but my god I'd rather try and fail than think I wish we'd done that yeah do you know and I think that whole risk thing I think I wish more people did it because I have so many people tell me ideas I'm like go do it do like, it it might fail it might all go absolutely bust and you might make an absolute tit of yourself but at least you've tried there's some statistic like that isn't it like if everybody executed all the ideas they had like one in ten would actually make them fucking millionaire but people just don't put themselves out there it's scary because they don't it have is. that support whereas mm. we have the support of the we whole have a girl thing gang. I remember when we had to tell all the girls that we were that we were changing and I was terrified and we saved we saved it didn't we and we were like we're not going to tell them we're not going to tell them 
and we went to download last year and we did our practice run on the stage mm. in the doghouse and we came back and I got everyone together and I was like right we've got some news we're moving and everyone was like we were what? like we said this is the very last boring blitz yeah. and they were like <gasps> we're going to change the name or we're moving it's going to be exactly the same there's what we've done in terms of like who we are and what we've represented but we are making a massive change and every, no one had any clue and we kept it to ourselves for about a month yeah because we were very like I was scared oh. I was scared yeah. I was scared was and right. I do a lot and of weird scary stuff I talk on stage I do public speaking and that was a scary it was shit scary. in front of my own girls yeah. our own girls and do you know what their response was every like we could not have asked for a better response everyone was like I'm in I'm in 100% and I just couldn't believe everybody's like passion for what we created because it was kind of like Art, like everyone who created it. I remember speaking to Anna, one of our DJs, who is just on fire. Queen. She is just honestly one of the best DJs that I know. And I remember speaking to her, and she said, I remember like a wine for not long ago. She said to me, Quinton, I like, I hope this doesn't sound weird, but like, I feel like disgrace is kind of mine. And I was like, that is thank awesome. you. Like, that is exactly what I want. I want you to feel a part of it. I never want to be one of those management companies where it's like, we know everything. We are like the best, and we're not going to take anyone's opinion. We don't it's know just everything. Art. We don't know anything. I, we know a small amount, I would say, oh even. We're still learning. God. We are learning all the time, and we always make mistakes, and we always fuck it up. <laughs> and we and I think people are too scared to do that. And that's I think making try. mistakes makes you human, though, doesn't it? Even in, in business, but also in, like, feminism and stuff like that. Yep. Everyone's too... What, well, look at the Guilty Feminist podcast, right? Like, that's oh, I love Guilty Feminist. That's literally the perfect example, where we want to be, like, these feminist people, but do you know what? We make mistakes, and sometimes you say something about someone, and then you go home, and the next day you think, "Oh my God, I sounded like an absolute bitch. I I can't believe I've just said that. That is not feminist. I should have supported that person. I'm in the wrong." Yeah. And I think it's really, I think that self awareness of what you say is so important because I don't know. I just I think people are too scared to say anything sometimes. Yeah. But you know what? If you say something and you say it wrong, it's fine. It doesn't make you a bad person. Yeah. Maybe you fucked it up. Maybe you screwed up a deal at work. Maybe you said something bad about your friend. That doesn't make you a bad person. It yeah. doesn't mean you can't fix it. Sometimes you can't fix it and you just fucked and up. And you fucked up and that's fine. And you've and got to learn from that. Yeah. yeah. It's just the learning of when you make mistakes. And not enough people are happy to put themselves out there to make the mistakes. Yeah. If you put yourself out there to make the mistakes, you're going to make them. I think the thing with that is a lot of people aren't honest about the mistakes. Like, mm. I'll admit fully, sometimes I think things in my head and I'm like, I really don't want to think that, but it, like, it, I do kind of feel it, but I know it's wrong. Like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, why is she doing so well and I'm not? Like, it's just so unfair. Yeah. But then I'm like, if, if I just don't, I wouldn't want that person to think that about me. Yeah. Like, you can't help it because you're yeah. human. And I think there's that whole thing where... Yeah, we are human. We all think that everybody's business is doing better. We think everybody else's relationship is doing better. Their friendships are doing better. And, oh, my God, they must have loads of money and they must be really successful and their families love them guess what we are all struggling in our own way like i think there's that thing it's, it's the whole social media generation we all do yeah, everyone else is doing we that. Are. But, i mean we've all read about a million articles about how it damages <laughs> our hat off and let's be honest it's bloody it true it's like, so true it's so true and putting yourself out there is scary if you put yourself out there you're going to make mistakes when you make those mistakes you have two options try and fix it if you can't fix it learn from it yeah and that's literally all all that you can do i mean we've done things before and afterwards it takes us long to go Okay, we that really shouldn't that absolutely that. bombed. We really <laughs> bombed that idea, or we really said the wrong thing to that person, and we yeah. really regret it. And that doesn't make us bad. No, it just makes us human. Yeah. But a lot, I think, a lot of companies will go, "I am the best. 
I know everything, I'm going to tell you all how to do your job, and this is how you do it, and I'm not going to listen to any of your opinions, and I think it's those companies that get it wrong. Yeah. I think it's those companies that refuse to believe they make any mistakes, and that's why I think that we've done so well in what we do, is because we're the first people to go, oh, do you know what, girls? Sort of fucked up there. Hands Absolutely. up. I, I really yeah. don't need to do that. I'm sorry if I was a bit of an arsehole. I think I was a bit of an arsehole too. Are we cool? Done. I think it makes it so much... It's just nice for everyone, because you'll learn a lesson they'll learn a lesson and even people around like obviously these things affect everyone so everyone around they'll learn a lesson like anything that happens in our girl gang it kind of like ripples through our girl gang it ripples like, everyone's aware of it mm-hmm. if I said the wrong thing to one person everyone's going to find out and everyone's going oh, Crimson and I'll be like yep I know I shouldn't have said it best to hold your hands up there hold my hands up I was in the wrong Yeah. but at the same time there's that other side to it where other people when they're wrong to you stick up for yourself because I don't think enough people do that as well yeah people are scared to stand their ground and I'm definitely I mean you know me very well <laughs> I am not one person to I think because when I first started in this industry I was literally 18 like I've mm. done everything from the door to scrubbing toilets to the bars to managing venues to, to doing everything I've done it all and I think it's very when I because I started so young you'd have all these people tell me off tell me off tell me off and I learned very quickly to be like, actually, I might only be 23, but you gave me this job. Or I might only be 24, but you gave me this job. So you think I'm capable of it. Yeah. So listen to my opinion. This is what I think about this. Good. You know, this is what I do. And I don't mean like, you don't have to be angry about it, but sometimes standing your ground when you know you've been wronged or you know a situation is wrong is so important. So important. So important. And the way you deliver yourself too. We were having a conversation earlier, weren't we, about um, the difference between 18-year-old us and how old we are now. And... You kind of want to get heated about it. You want to get passionate about it because yeah. you think that shows that you really care about something. But and sometimes you think it shows it's about strength. yeah. But coming back and thinking about it and then delivering it yeah in a professional way. So I'm, I mean, eighteen-year-old me, I would bitch about everybody. And do you know what? Even even if I look at myself like two, three years ago, I would get angry about things. Mm. I would say shit about people that I liked. And I looking back on it, I feel embarrassed. I'm like. I can't believe I behaved in that way. I can't believe I said that thing. Yeah, I feel exactly the same way. I've done that. Everyone's done that thing. So if you look at yourself when you're 18 to now, you do just start, like, kind of learn, like, okay, yeah, I am still a young woman. I'm, like, I'm 27 now. And I'm, like, I am still a very young woman in this industry. I've got my own business. Most of the people that do our jobs are about 10 years older. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really, really hard to go, hold on, I know what I'm talking about because people don't take you seriously. And especially the fact that we have a load of girls who do work in glamour modeling and things like that. People don't take it seriously. There's those times you go, hold on, I'm in the right, I have an opinion, listen to me because I, I have to say something here. Yeah. And unfortunately, people don't like that. They don't like they it. They don't like it. Do but you I remember? You shouldn't do it. Have you got any like memories that really stand out for you when someone has told you something wrong and you've been like, no, 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 I really think. Oh, about right 500. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got so many where I've been in a situ- I've been in so many situations. I'll try and think of one that's like specific. Yeah, no, I know what. I, I was in one. And uh, someone was working for me. Uh-huh. I was really young at this point. Like, I was in very early 20s. Yeah. And um, someone did wrong. Like, they were in the wrong. They were working underneath me. But then my management called me up on it. And I, I behaved in a way that probably I shouldn't have. Mm. Like, I did not do the best thing in that situation. Uh, again, hold my hands up. I did not do the right thing. <laughs> but I remember sitting there across from my management and they were like, listen, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And I'm like, I know, but something needed to be done I'm not saying what I did was the right thing but something, but something needed to be done um, and so I've had quite a, I think I've had quite a lot of experience I think that's probably why I've, I've grown up a lot quicker in this industry than a lot of other people um, it's because I've had a lot of experiences where I've been told 
to behave a certain way or to do a certain thing and I've gone nope mm. I don't agree with that that's not going to sit in my morals that's not going to help me sleep at night I don't agree with this this is going to stress me out when I get home I know the way things should be done I know the way things should be said yeah and it, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to think of specific examples about uh, <laughs> without sort of saying. I any, know. Any I always. Examples. I always put people on the spot like this. this. Is what I love about working class. I always try and keep it like a natural conversation. But there, when you think about stuff like that, there are so many examples, aren't there? There's so many. Throughout I can think, our I can lives, think of like ten examples right now. But I'm like, probably shouldn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Son of the past. We've got to move on past it. But it's okay. It's okay to yeah. not. It's okay to get hung up on stuff. Like I get hung up on stuff still. I find myself lying in bed at night, being like, oh, I wish I hadn't said that to that person. And I wish sometimes I could go back and like apologize to them, and yeah, I think maybe that's a good idea sometimes. Even if you like, I think it's fine yeah. to reflect on it, but then there's the other side of it where like you shouldn't dwell on it. Yeah, you know, and it's like, do you know what? It's done now. Mm. Yes, you might have been in the wrong, and yeah. yes, you might feel really upset about what you've done. But if that person doesn't, if you if you've wronged a person and that person no longer wants to speak with you, cool. Yeah, you like, kind of have you to can't own that. Anything. You have to go. Yeah, I fucked up with that person. I'm not going to lie in bed and think about it every night. Yeah. We all do it. We all do it. We all want to pretend that we're like strong, independent women that have like no fear. But we all do. We all go, oh my God, you know, I've really screwed up here. But sometimes there's nothing you can do. And yeah. you can do is learn. Again, like just learn yeah. from situations, whether it's work, whether it's personal, like whatever it is, learning from situations is just the ultimate advice that I could give anybody wanting to get into this industry. Yeah, like, completely. Learn. Learn everything and you are going to make a million mistakes. And that's okay. Cool. I've, I've made more than most people and I'm yeah. doing alright but you know what the fact that you're talking about it and I think something that's really important that really helps us progress so far is because we have our girl going to talk about it with like yeah. if I didn't have someone to share my mistakes with uh, you keep them inside you kind of beat yourself up about them like you said dwelling on them yeah. but you've got to have someone to share them with and I think going back to the, literally the girl gang like people need girl gangs I think I, I honestly think if we didn't have this girl gang I, I don't know what I'd do with my life it's, although it's working people say oh you shouldn't employ people yeah. that are your friends and stuff We've sort of created this like community of women that I just can be proud of. Every single person is in our group. Yeah. Um, I just think it's killing it, and I think it's so important because sometimes one of those people will struggle. Mm-hmm. And I've had phone calls that have lasted like three hours with someone who's gone, something's gone wrong in my life, and I'm like, cool, call me. Yeah. Like I'm here. I'm call me. Uh, call me. I'm so here. So important. But then I know that I can do the same back and say, hey, babe, I really just need a bit of advice, or I just need someone to vent out or mm-hmm. rant out or whatever it is. And I think. What makes me really sad is, although I see some like girl gangs like coming through and like really good girl communities, unfortunately there are still these girl gangs where they put each other down. And there's yeah, that whole thing. Sad. I think, yeah, I think when you're like 18, and I'm sure we did the same when yeah. we were that age. So there's no judgment. I think it's that thing where you think, oh, like it makes it makes me feel sad that there isn't more support. Yeah, you know. I think people should be taught about it in school, like female friendships 100%. and stuff. Uh, obviously, like there's TV shows like World City and stuff now. And it does it like girls in the media and girl guys in the media, but it's, it's become like a recent thing, isn't it? So girls don't really know. Yeah, I met a lot of girls and they say, Oh, I don't really have any girlfriends, I don't really know how to talk to girls, I don't know how to, but it's just because we just haven't been shown. Like, so yeah. do you have any advice for if someone's thinking that, if someone's sat here right now listening, being like, I really want to make girlfriends, but I don't know how? I think it's, I think it's hard. So, first bit of advice would be like, don't beat yourself up. If you have not got a close circle of friends or a close circle at work or just a close circle in your family, whatever it is, you don't have that, it's hard. Don't beat yourself up about the fact that you don't have it. Don't be like, I'm worthless, no one likes me. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. It just means that you've not found your people yet. 
And like we, you know, I met you when I was like 24. Yeah. And I found you at 24. So if you're 18 and you're feeling like oh, I can't relate to anyone, yeah. don't worry about it. You it's might not okay. relate to anyone for a couple of years, and that's absolutely fine because that's the way of the world. Learn from the experiences you have. Learn the sort of people that you like around you, and you will start attracting those people. Yeah. I think Exude what you want to attract. Exactly. Yeah. And. It's those little things where if you see someone, me and you do this all the time. Like we yeah, do we this do. all the time. Yeah, we do. That's what when, I love. Yeah, we always like, come it, But we also do that thing where if we see someone and we're like, that girl's bag. I remember not long ago, because we sometimes when, um, you know, we'll go fly and still for our own night. I think people don't realise that. I think people think <laughs> you and you just sit on laptops and we're like, no, we do the graph no, at the bottom of the top. we have to do it all. We went fly <laughs> not even a couple of months rich. ago. And, no, we ain't rich. <laughs> and uh, we, um, we were stood outside like flying. And this girl came over and I was like, dude, that bag, like that bag. So I went up to her and I was like, oh, babe, yeah. I just want to say, your bag, like, is the amazing. The cutest bag. I've I really still want one. I want one. Where's it from? I know it's from now. Where's it from? Doll's still. <laughs> Go get it. But I was like, your bag is killer. Like, and she turned around to me and she looked so surprised that I would even approach her just to say, like, not, oh, take a flyer or, you know, yeah. let's talk, start talking to you. Cause what, I was like, dude, like, your bag is cool. I and love complimenting like, girls on the street. And I wish that more girls had that, you know, you know when you're in the toilet, yeah. at a club, and, and you, you're wasted, oh and you, the, all your inhibitions go, and you feel like you can talk yeah. to anyone. That is the time to be like, hey, babe, I absolutely your brows love your on point. eyebrows. I think your hair is sick. I saw you dancing, and you look like you're having so much fun. Well, yeah. I'm going to get a drink. Is it cool if me and my friends come and dance with you? And it doesn't yeah. need to be, like, creepy or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Just put yourself out there. Even just say, let me get find women your Instagram. Don't do that. Let me find your Instagram and like let's exchange Instagrams. And I'll send you a message tomorrow because I'd love to go for a coffee with you because I just think you're really cool. And that is so terrifying to do. And it's so, so scary. Insane. Even I still find it scary. And I talk, like I said, I talk on stage. I do the scary shit that's supposed to be scary. It's so scary. But I think that's one really good way of putting yourself out there. And then I think another way of putting yourself out there is no matter what industry you're working in, find the people in that industry that you're attracted to mm. in terms of like their personality. So if, if you work in an office, Find office, your kind. You know, I've worked in offices before. If you work in an office and there's that one person in the corner and you think, oh, they've got cool shoes. I feel like they go to the same place as me. Be like, hey dude. Connect. Let's connect. Let's hang out. Do you want to go for a wine after work? And even just things like that. Yeah. You develop into a real friendship. Do you know what? If it's a wine after work, if it fails, cool. You've not lost anything. Exactly. You've probably had a nice work, evening and it's yeah, fine. If it's after work and it doesn't really go into anything, you say, oh, it's an after work drink with yeah. a colleague. And, and they'll probably feel the same. And they're not going to bitch about you either. I think yeah. a lot of people are scared of what other people think of them, but they're probably just as terrified yeah. to go for a wine with you. Well, this is, this is the thing for me. This is so scary for me to even do this podcast because I'm such the background person yeah. that I'm so scared of putting myself out there. But, like, I'm good at it in real life, but I'm not good at it on, like, internet comes in because <laughs> I'm, I've never been in that world. Um, but it's it's really it's a really hard thing to do, and I think people shouldn't be hard on themselves if they don't have a girl gang, if they're struggling to find a girl gang. Doesn't mean you're not going to find one. You will. You know, you will find a girl gang. It's a little it's a little hard for girls, isn't it? Because I feel like boys they can like bro down about just random stuff because that's just the way the world built. It's, it's patriarchy. That's what society is. Yeah, you know, we live in a patriarchy at the moment in all of our lives. Yeah, and actually, girls have been up to compete against each other yeah which is just bizarre and all these girls compete against each other and then they think no i want to have the best makeup or i want to have the best clothes or i no, want to have the coolest we, boyfriend we, we. no no if someone's together you know i'm the first person if someone has a dodgy lipstick i'll be like babe 
just want to tell you, Chris, I your lipstick because it looks so good. I love the colour, but just go fix it. You've smeared it a little bit on your drink. Because that girl is going to go, oh my god, babe, so much. Like, thank you. But instead, we're like, oh my god, can't believe that girl's lipstick. No, tell her her lipstick's off. You might make a friend. That might be your new best friend. You might make a friend. You don't know that. Exactly. You might make a friend. I think it's very scary to put yourself out there. But try. Just try. And it's totally fine to fail. Totally fine if you fail. Totally fine. I love that. And you know what? I think it's really important as well, like you said. At 18, you might not meet these people, but we do live in this fucking glorious generation where the internet is a thing. Yeah. And you can listen to podcasts, hopefully like this one, hopefully like the Guilty Feminist, like the you mentioned. Feminist, yeah. Yeah. What's your, you, you listen to a lot of podcasts. Oh, what's, I love a podcast. What's your favorite when feminist you, podcast? Well, when you said you were doing a podcast, I was very excited. Yeah. I, was like, I love podcasts. <laughs> and I remember in London Tattoo Convention last year, we were talking about it, and you it like, was. it's happening, and I'm like, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm so ready. And you're like, Will you be on it? And I was like, no, I won't be on it. And I'm on it. So I failed that. Um, but I love um, Anna Ferris. You know the girl that was in Scary Movie? Yeah. She has one of the funniest podcasts. I love her podcast. Is it just called Anna Ferris? It's called Anna Ferris is Unqualified. So okay. she does things with like um, an interview with a celebrity Hollywood sort of actor or comedian or whatever. Yeah. And then at the end she'll do like advice. So she'll have someone call up and she'll give unqualified advice. So she'll be like, I don't really know. Yeah. This is what I would do. And sometimes it's great and sometimes it's awful, but it's a really like easy listen. Like if you want something that's not too intense, because yeah. I'm sort of similar to you, sometimes you want something really intense to like mm. learn. Sometimes you just want to fall asleep too. drink a cup of tea and eat some toast. Like, <laughs> like right now. And listen to something that's a little bit easier. So yeah. Anna Ferris is my, it's my go-to. So yeah. I do the Guilty Feminist. Anna Ferris, obviously. Yeah, I told you about one the other day. I don't know if I've mentioned it on my podcast yet. Um, I discovered it. It's called This Is Made Made of Human. Oh, and yes. Yeah, I can't remember um, her name, I think it's Sophie something. Sophie Sounds Hagen. Sounds familiar. Sophie Hagen. Sophie Hagen, yeah, that is her, it. yeah. She's um, she's Dutch, so I found her humor like, fucking hilarious. Because she was on The Guilty Feminist when they first started. She and was. And then she went off and did her own one. And actually, yeah. I think they're both brilliant. I think, I think they're both really perfect. Strong. I would love to go and see The Guilty Feminist in person. One of yeah. their tickets. I mean, that's a dream for this podcast, isn't it? We'll do live. Crimson will be my producer, well, my events manager. Unfortunately, my life just ends up revolving around disgrace <laughs> and you. Like, I don't really have my own own life anymore. But that's fine. I can live with that. I'm fine as a background person. But yeah, I think I think the ultimate goal. I mean, that's why we sort of did a podcast party tester. Yeah, you I love the podcast party. Think, oh, god, we had everyone that came, I fucking loved. Yeah, I want to hug brilliant. them all. There were so many lovely people that turned up. And it was a really good vibe. The yeah, whole night. but I think um, the things about like listening to podcast yeah. live, I think it's really cool. I think it's really exciting. And um, so obviously we're going to probably end up yeah. doing that. Chris, you're so good at organising events. You should just do tours for everyone. Well, Becca, <laughs> <laughs> people have said so before. But yeah, I think I think what I would like to see is more people in the background, more yeah. women in the background. But more women in the background. But would you like to see people not push them forwards into a position they don't want to be in, but also as I'm doing now, be like, it's a, it's cool to be a woman in the background. You're yeah. doing, you're just as important. Because I, I feel like you can feel yeah. a bit overshadowed sometimes. Yeah, I don't know if that's me think, just saying that. No, no, it's weird because obviously you see it from a completely different side completely. to me. And I remember when the when we first started our friendship, you said to me, "Comes and I don't understand why you want to be." I, d- I yeah, like, I, I, I kind of get like, it now, but yeah. And I explained to you like this. I was like, right, imagine we're doing a show, and you're on the front, and you're hosting, and you're performing, and you want these people to come backstage. Now you've got to ask me if they come backstage. So everybody that you think, everyone that comes backstage, says, oh Rebecca Crow said I come back here. 
It's still going through both about, of us. I don't yeah. give a shit about who you would say. Yeah. But nobody knows who I am. So if people are ever backstage people that I don't connect, know yeah. and I know that you don't know them, I know they shouldn't be there. And that's the real power. And people <laughs> think that the power is being on the front of the stage. No, it's not. It's me and you behind the stage. That's yeah. where the real power That's where the shit is. happens. Yeah. That's where real shit happens. The show happens. So much happens behind the scenes. Good God. Oh my God. Fuck me. Like, no <laughs> idea what happens behind the scenes. <laughs> it gets crazy. But I would like to see, I mean, I've had a lot of messages through, particularly in the last year, people saying, oh, I want to do a background thing, I want to do a background thing. That's awesome. But a lot of them as well, which I'm really sad to see, is a lot of people who want to be at the front and they think that they can get to the front of the stage by coming through the back of the stage. And I'm not saying that that's it's not a It's a different path, route. it's a different career path. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying that, you know, that won't work for some people because it absolutely will. Yeah. You can probably work behind somewhere and work your way up to be at the front. Yeah. That's cool. We've had girls that have done that with us. Absolutely. No problem with that. And I've done it backwards. But Exactly. Yeah. But I think that there should be more women that want to just come into the background and say, hey, I want to help produce because this. I want to awesome. help organize this. I want to help on your door and your tickets and your organ. I like, a lot of the time, I remember for like the first year of me working together with you, you were like, I don't really understand what you do. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, babe, I'm not going to. I don't think we still quite understand what no, you do. No, I know that you get on with your stuff and I get on with my stuff and it just equals together. It happens. But I wish <laughs> more girls would want to get involved in the background. Because, because that's like, awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. And it's like a whole different world and a whole different skill set that yeah. you can like learn and you And it can doesn't make you any less at all. It's just as equal. The night wouldn't happen without, if one of us died, it would be like obviously we'd be devastated I mean <laughs> like, next time <laughs> I mean this podcast just went really dark really quickly honestly have a little wine if one of us died okay and back to if one wine. of us was gravely ill yeah if one, if one of us couldn't do it I mean I felt awful because last Friday obviously I've injured my foot yeah along with a lot Crimson of other is. a lot of other um, things that have gone on the, in last, the last six weeks have been interesting the last six weeks has nearly killed me off let's be honest <laughs> anyway um, but I injured my foot so I couldn't obviously go to disgrace yeah and I was just there on my phone, and my boyfriend was here at the time. I said, Dan, Dan. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Dan. Another, another background person. Another background person. After he makes all the flyers happen, he makes yeah. all the flyers, makes all the hard work. Everything. And we were sat here, and he was like, right, come in. You're going to put your phone down, and you're going to let them get on with the night about you. And I was like, I can't, I can't do it. Like, I just can't. So I'm there texting like born suicide on the door. I'm like, how's it going? Like, <laughs> send me the photos of the ticket sales. I was like, I was like calling you like, is everything okay? I was talking to Party Blinders, our guests. I was like, are you guys okay? And I was like, I'm not even there. There's literally nothing I can do. But I still want to be. I felt awful because you were there without me. No. And sometimes that's okay. Like I've had to do ones without you. You've had to do ones without yeah. me because of circumstance. It's more the leading up to it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because the we always see it from different sides. Completely. And I think it's good. We debate, but we debate in such a great way that. We both debate not because we want to beat the other person, but because we want to come to the best possible compromise. Do you know what? That's such a good way of looking at it. Like, you have your point, I have my point. Yeah. And if we don't agree, we both think, okay, well, why does Rebecca think that? Because in my head, I'm so sure that this is the way. Yeah. Rebecca is so convinced it's the other way. So, so and I respect I'm, your opinion. So, I'm like, she exactly. must have something. She's saying this for a reason. She's not saying yeah. this to be difficult. To be a she's dick. not saying this yeah. to be a dick. She's saying it because she really thinks that. So the best thing I can do is try and learn from her situation and then you learn from my situation and we always come from a compromise. Sometimes one of us will give because we'll realise we're in the wrong and like, I've done that with you, you've done that with me and I'll go, do you know what, on this, cha- like, this occasion, I'm going to back down because yeah. Becca's experience means she'll have the better opinion yeah. on this. And you know that and I, yeah. the same thing, I know that as well when I do that, like, it's, it's yeah. not for any, no, it's not for no reason. But that's the thing, it's all it's about. It's important with your friends too as well, like, when so you're giving important. your friends advice and stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, I yeah. am the general advice giver. You're like mama. I'm, yeah, mama well, everyone calls me mum, so that's a nice start. <laughs> I'm only 27, but I'm feeling quite old. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I give a lot of advice to a lot of people all the time. Yeah. All the time. But you, I think you, you see it from the other side as well. Yeah, I've always, I think that's just from experience of like, mainly it's because I've fucked up so much. Where I'm like, <laughs> guys, don't do that. Like, someone say, this is my situation. I'm like, I will tell you what not to do. Yeah. I might not be able to always advise on the best thing, but I'm like, please don't do that. Because <laughs> I've done it and it was not going to work out well for you, babe. Um, but that's that's because of my mum, though. Like, that's all my mum. My mum is like the best advice giver in the world and she's given it to me, she's given it to my sister. So your mum's a big feminist? My mum is like the ultimate feminist. She is just powerhouse of a woman. Like, I love her. And I think um, that's really put it down to me. And even in the last couple of years, I think I've learnt more from her in the last two years than I ever have. Because as a woman talking to a woman in like a grown-up sense, I've learnt so much from her. She's very wise. Everything so you've wise. passed on to me from her. So fantastic. wise. And it's all, I, I just think it's about learning. In industry, in life, whether you want to be a background person, a front-ground person, whether you want to get friends, learn experience and just don't be hard on yourself because i think both me and you have done that we've Amen. been so hard on ourselves we've been sat here crying before oh yeah are, oh, we fucked up and it's okay to cry it's okay to cry it's okay to cry prison on the path of learning and everything yeah i have one question writ- written down that i wanted to ask you that I, I just haven't asked you in the course of our conversation oh, God. what does feminism mean to you um that is a very wide question <laughs> I mean is, we can go into a whole other podcast <laughs> um, I think feminism to me um, it means inclusion it means representation and ultimately it means the equality of all genders yeah um, and no matter how you identify no matter your background no matter your race your religion it's the equality of all genders through all aspects of life and what job it's you do and everything yeah it is the equality at work it's the equality at home it's the equality in your community that's that's what feminism is to me that's beautiful is that nice? I, do well? I love that oh, okay good Kristen thank you so fucking much are we done yeah we're oh, done oh god because I'm terrified <laughs> <laughs> Kristen obviously at the end of my podcast I ask for plugs so where can we find you online and where can we find Disgrace for everyone I mean, that I haven't plugged it eternally you know obviously Disgrace uh, Instagram is at sgdis underscore grace thank you because I've got that one <laughs> uh, we're also doing a, we're doing a competition for Slam Dunk at the minute as well we, we? are we're, yeah, we're DJing disgrace. at Slam Dunk um, we've already done our Dallin Festival competition, but we're doing a competition on our Instagram to win two tickets to Slam Dunk South, where we're having Gemma Edwards and Flick Renee do DJ yeah, sets. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Slam Dunk is one of my favourite festivals. I love Slam Dunk. I I'm love really excited. Slam Dunk. I can't wait. I mean, everyone's going. Like, everyone's everyone, going. Everyone's going. All it's the cool kids are going to be there. So, yeah, we've got a competition up right now on Disgrace. Um, so, I think it's about, like, naming a cattle or something. Find it on the Disgrace thing. <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's a really good one. Back in and then if we want to find you on Instagram, Clemson? Um, I mean, I'm, uh, there's nothing interesting. Actually, that's a lie. Sometimes I have the most interesting stuff of everybody. You really I'm do. She person. sees everything from a different perspective. Everything. It's really interesting to watch. Um, I watch her story like, did I really let that Yeah, <laughs> I find all the interesting back stuff. So, if you want to find me, find me at Crimson Russ on Instagram. That's Crimson like the colour but it is my real name and yeah your name everyone thinks your name is a suicide girl everyone, name but you're not that's it because when I started suicide girls everyone's like oh Crimson you're a suicide girl and I was like no I'm not my mum called me this I'm sorry <laughs> she's got a crazy name I'm sorry my mum's so cool <laughs> but honestly naming your kids a cool name helps you out right do you know how many jobs I've gone to and they've been like oh we saw your like thing like your CV on the pub because of your name and I'm like 
thank you mum thank you mum really appreciate that <laughs> another thing your mum's grateful exactly I so love her. yeah crimson rust I mean you can follow me sometimes uh, I mean I'm not the most interesting person to follow but she's sometimes don't listen to her she's fits out Some, sometimes it's great sometimes I don't post anything <laughs> but um, yeah if you want to, if you want to d- know anything about the the backside, I said it. <laughs> 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 if you want to know anything about the backside of working in the industry, then I'm the person to follow. If you um, scroll down her Instagram, there is a brilliant photo of her backside and some PVC pants actually. Oh, here we go. B ducks in the background, trying to pimp pimp out, pimp out crimson. Yeah, B B ducks photography took uh, <laughs> d- not even B ducks photography at. I uh, took a very nice picture of me when we were on tour with a band of me and some leather pants. But um, she looks damn. great. You know, I mean, if you I like get... leather pants? I'm the gal for you. Crimson, <laughs> thank you so fucking much for coming on my podcast as my best friend, my business partner, and literally the other side of my fucking life. Cheers. Cheers, babe. We did it. Beautiful humans. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and I'll see you very soon. And hopefully, we'll see you at Disgrace to Download. If not, maybe Slam Night Festival. If not, I'll see you soon. Mwah. Mwah. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.